Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or COMPASS, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, maybe even suggest some other favorite podcast streaming services. Don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting either. In the current economic climate, many Americans are asking what they can do to protect the money during downturns, and recessions can often present financial challenges, but a well-constructed financial strategy might be able to provide some degree of shelter from the storm. But before we start talking about today's topic, I'd like to introduce my co-host and everybody's friend, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Good morning, Matthew Brunner. I am so good. I am so excited today, right? I mean, it's a beautiful day, right? It is. It is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good day. I mean, despite everything that's going on out there, I'm doing great. Had right. a very busy week. You know, some days are good. And then you ever have those days that aren't so good, Matt? I, you probably don't, but. I had one. A lot of us. You had one once, didn't you? No, yeah. no, everybody has them. I actually had one like that just last week. Yeah. 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 We all have those days, but I'm good, especially now. I always look forward to doing the show with you. Um, just uh, amazing off air banter. And then you just come in and nail it. Perfect introduction. You didn't stumble once. It's great. Not even a little, right? There's no edits in this show, folks. This is, this is the real deal. Uh, but seriously, Matt, good, good to talk to you again today. And uh, we're talking about, uh, obviously, Things are going on out there in the financial world that aren't so good, but there are some advantages. There are some things you need to be aware of, and I'm glad you're here to talk to us about those. Um, again, my week's great. My family's great, despite you know everything that's going on. How about you? How's everything in Matt's world today? Uh, everything in my world's fantastic. I mean, it's beautiful outside. The wind has stopped howling for a couple hours. It's got to be the windiest spring I've ever experienced oh, in my I entire agree. life. I agree. It's been crazy, hasn't it? Yeah, it's insane. And so, as you know, I love being outside. And so we've just been getting blown around for the last couple of months. And, uh, but, you know, as you said, everything going on, I absolutely can't complain. We're all healthy. My family's healthy. My employees are healthy. Um, my clients for the most part are doing as you know, doing well. So, yeah. uh, health wise, I, I, you know, aside for one, Yeah. but you know, we considering where we're located, I couldn't be, uh, happier that we've gotten through this the way we have. Yeah. 
Yeah, and hopefully uh, things won't get worse again. Hopefully uh, people will take the precautions and, you know, we'll be able to get back to some semblance of normalcy without uh, too much risk. And hopefully they'll have a vaccine eventually. Uh, you just hope that this thing will all come through it. And uh, I know we're strong as Americans and we're, we're going to weather this storm. But speaking of storms, it has been windy. And they call you Captain Matt because you are also not only are you a financial advisor and that's your main job. You help people every day with their finances, but you're a boat captain. You like to get out there on the high seas. Uh, but when it's windy like this, do you even go out? Or I mean, I don't want to yeah. hear about I don't want your story to be like the Downeaster Alexa or <laughs> the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or something. Well, yeah, no, when the it's not weather that it's the seas that dictate whether or not we're out there. I said weather again. Anyway, yes. the wind can sometimes cause uh, bad conditions out there, but sometimes the wind will calm the seas down depending on what is on the other side. The weather can push some seas up and the wind can lay sure. those waves down a little bit or depending on certain winds, the fishing's better. So, yeah, I've maintained my captain's license. I've been, you know, I've been loving being on the water my whole life. And so I maintain my main guide's license, my Coast Guard captain's license because I just can't. I've got a lot of licenses. I just can't imagine ever getting rid of those two. Sure. So, yeah, well, you have we, a lot I of financial around. licenses as well as both <laughs> yeah. captain licenses. I, so I have great. tons of CEU credits every year and all sorts <laughs> of tests that I get to take every now and then. So, Fun. yeah. Um, but. Yes, I do maintain that license. And yeah, we do get out there, but it's also, it's funny because, you know, we talk about it and goof around a lot about it, but it's that mentality that's also kind of helped shape my planning strategies for things. You know, we do, we've always done these, what we call these, you know, uh, dockside scenarios where we prepare for the worst so that when something like that, when something does happen, you're ready, right? You do these man overboard scenarios at the dock. You do all these things at the dock before there's an issue so that when emergencies do arise, when things, when a storm does kick up or something, you're more prepared for it. There's nothing like the experience of it to really shape it in your head, but being ready for it makes you a lot more likely to get through it when it happens. And so that, that whole captain's thing is really carried over into even my professional life later on here now. Oh, that's great. And it's a good analogy too. Uh, and it's great that you use those skills and it crosses uh, both of those worlds into the financial planning realm and planning is key with this. Now, this is a timely topic today. I think a healthy number of our listeners out there, Matt, have probably been worried about recent events and probably the, the economy uh, and what it means for their personal finances or our future, right? Yeah, I, I agree. There's, uh, I'd say almost everyone. I'm sure there's some people out there who aren't worried, right? But I would have to imagine nearly everyone is worried about some level of this, whether it's the COVID itself, whether it's the effect it's going to have on their job or the economy as a whole. There's so much going on and I'm sure there's a lot of people enduring some level of financial anxiety, but you know, like I always said, it's economies like the one we're dealing with right now that tend to show us a true power of a financial strategy. That's both well, wide ranging and has the ability to adapt quickly to changing circumstances and needs. And like I said, that's kind of why we've done planning the way we have. So we're ready with these scenarios when they do come up. Now there was a business insider.com article 
eight ways to recession proof your finances, according to experts. And, you know, I'm not allowed to call myself one of those, but uh, it does nicely lay out some common sense ideas that our listeners may be able to adopt right now to measure whether their own finances are ready to battle the next downturn. And the first suggestion is probably going to resonate with a lot of people, and it's getting rid of debt. Now, a major element of recession proofing your finances is ensuring well, that you have enough cash flow. Obviously, if your expenses are outpacing your income, you've got a problem. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's You don't want that balance. You have to uh, bring in more than goes out, right? Uh, ob- obviously. So, um, you know, I've, I've been told that one thing you could do is make a list of those non-mortgage debts and, and then attack those. Uh, is that a good plan? I think certainly uh, when, when you get rid of some of your lingering debt, you may also be improving your cash flow, which means you have more flexibility if you were to lose a portion of your income due to a recession. Another good piece of advice, in my in my experience, monitoring expenses and tightening up your budget wherever you can. I've always called it, you know, the sharpening your pencil, but now is probably a good time to get that done. Right. And, you know, I, I thought you might bring that up. But what do you think a good way for folks to tighten up their budgets would be? Well, one potential starting point, Tony, is uh, creating two distinct lists, one for your fixed expenses, your necessary expenses, right? And another one for your optional, or your discretionary spending. And when you look at those lists, it becomes easier to really roll up your sleeves and figure out what you need versus what you want. And when you see exactly how much money you need to keep the heat on, it might make it easier to swallow hard and give up a streaming service, even if it's temporary. This is something that we build into all our existing clients' plans is their necessary spending versus their discretionary spending. It's one of the ways that we help build and fund those emergency funds that they have in their plans. Ah, an emergency fund. There you go. I I know we've talked about that before, and I think that's really important. Um, You know, one thing that uh, I know about budgets, and we've talked about this too, are all those subscription services, the streaming services. And, um, you know, uh, I like a good binge watch as much as the next person, Matt, but if given the choice between keeping the electricity on and a streaming service, I'll keep the electricity on, of course. Uh, Smart man, to, Tony. You have to prioritize. Uh, yeah, because without the electricity, how could I, you know. Oven bake your pieces. <laughs> yeah, or watch that streaming service. I guess I could do it on my phone. <laughs> uh, but how will I charge my phone? So uh, what do you have next for us? Well, it, it kind of piggybacks on what I was just talking the about. Emergency that, fund. Emergency right? fund, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. yeah. Make sure you keep filling it up. You know, if you find yourself out of a job, maybe your hours or your salary gets cut, emergency fund can make a tremendous amount of difference. My personal advice to people, have between three and six months worth of living expenses set aside. I understand that can be a tall order for a lot of people, but to me, it's truly a goal worth working toward. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big goal. And you say three to six months, right? I mean, that seems like a lot. But uh, if you switch jobs or like right now are out of a job, uh, you might have a gap between paychecks and you're going to need some of that money, right? Yeah, when you have that, especially, you know, especially during your very employable and working years, uh, that three to six months is, it might seem like a lot. Three months to me is, is a dangerous buffer. You know, I like six months or a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, six months for people who can find other employment or 
something else to do uh, or, you know, are very employable, then yeah, three to six months can seem big, but you know, it's something that's absolutely one of those things working. You should be working towards any given point. So what's another thing we should be considering? Well, that same thing. So maybe one of these things, one of the reasons, like you said, it's maybe you have to switch jobs. There's going to be that gap and uh, you might want to, be proactive when it comes to networking, right? Even ah, if you, networking. Yeah, there you go. Even, yeah, even if you love your current job, you never know what the future might have waiting for you. You know, keep meeting new people in your field. Meet some new people in another field that's slightly related. You know, share your expertise. Learn from the experiences of others. To me, it's a way to build friendships, professional relationships, and one day they can, you know, they can really prove to be very valuable. Yeah, I mean, look at this. I, look at this one for me. I mean, my relationship with you, that's, it's really paying off for me. It, you know, at least weekly. And I didn't even say that sarcastically. No, you didn't. You said that as dry as possible, though. I, I worked at it. All right. I'm Are you just, British? <laughs> I am. That's the problem. Half English, half Irish. That's my family heritage. There it is. There it is. Yep. Yep. I have well, three stages, white, burn, and peel. There's no tan. So, but seriously, if you love your job and you're thriving in it, who's to say, uh, even if you love your job, Who's to say somebody might come along and present you with an opportunity for advancement uh, that's too good to pass up? That could happen. So uh, now we want to take a moment here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Matt, because I know you're offering complimentary consultations, uh, be it virtual or, or what have you. Yeah. So the easiest way to get in touch with us, call 800-339-9252 or to go online, compass-ltd.com. If you go that route, Go to the top left-hand corner of the page. There is a uh, thing called the Color of Money Risk Analysis. Get your score now. Take that. It's 11 questions, self-assessment questionnaire. You fill that out, and you'll be able to uh, enter your information request employment right there online. All right, and just as a reminder, listeners, you are listening to The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner, and I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Today's conversation has been good so far. Matt, you're talking about ways that we can position our finances to weather these difficulties that often come with economic downturns or recessions. And I think looking at our financial strategy to find areas that are going to need an adjustment or even an overhaul is a good move, even in the best of times, let alone right now. So what do you have next for us? The next thing that really jumped out at me from that businessinsider.com article is finding a little extra work to boost your bottom line. Now, part-time second job, especially if you find one you'll enjoy, could really help your finances stand up against a difficult economy. Maybe it's just something you always want to learn. A friend of mine the other day actually offered his services to a job he just wanted to know more about. And he's he's plenty busy right now, but he's willing to take that second job on just because he wants to learn about that particular industry. And if you have that opportunity, now might be a good time to take advantage of that. Additionally, if you lose your primary job or if it's cut back in some way, you'll have some degree of peace of mind knowing you still have your second job to rely on for income as well. Well, And I think that's an interesting point. As you said, a second job doesn't necessarily mean you have to do something that's going to feel like some type of exhausting work overload, there may be opportunities to find something uh, that you genuinely enjoy doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and maybe next to this one, I think is, is huge. Uh, I want to take a moment to talk about diversifying your portfolio, which oh, yeah. 
in, in my eyes, is really critical. You know, just as you can diversify your working life in that last step, your portfolio being diversified is way more important. Many of us have probably heard horror stories of people who lost gigantic chunks of money during downturns because they'd overinvested in a single sector or category in the stock market. It's, you know, they always say, if you have enough of anything to make a killing in it, you got enough of anything to get killed by it. And diversification is key, in my opinion, to that problem. Find a balance. Use traditional investment tools, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds, exchange traded funds, other options. There's a lot of things out there, but diversification is key. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, Matt, this is a good time to remind folks that when it comes to making sure that you do have that portfolio, portfolio balanced uh, enough to handle economic downturns as well as your future retirement, you have to be working with a trusted financial professional, uh, a fiduciary, somebody that's going to be looking out for your best interest. Obviously, that makes a world of difference because uh, building that financial strategy, it's a tricky endeavor. So why go it alone? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, there's, I, I can't stress enough how important it is to have somebody, especially in when if you are reacting to these as crazy times, having a sounding board before you make emotional decisions that may affect the rest of your life is super important. Now, another uh, element that might be good to examine, importance of paying attention to financial news and pivoting your decision making based on what you learn. Now, I don't mean tune in to the doom and gloom stations and make a different choice every day and change your plan every day. Um, that I'm, and I'm also not saying you need to become an economic expert in the process unless you want to. Hey, maybe you want to work for Compass. Give me a call. But, you know, there may be numerous advantages to knowing what's happening in the economy at any given moment. A helpful side effect of this is after you become an avid follower of financial news, you may be less inclined to panic during downturns because you'll learn that ebbs and flows are often just a part of the deal when it comes to investing. Not only when it comes to investing, when you talk about economic news as a whole, it's an ebb and flow every three minutes in financial news, right? So that will really give you a perspective. The first person will tell you that it's the end of the world. The second person will tell you there's never been a better time to invest. So you know the truth's got to lie somewhere in between, right? But there's always going to be ups and downs. And the more you understand about what it is you're invested in, the less likely you are to make those really emotional decisions when something like this is going on. Yeah, and it reminds me, um, of that philosophy, a lot of us have probably heard before, don't get too high and don't get too low, just stay the course. Yeah. Hey, right back to the being out on the water, right? We have, we've charted a course. Right? If we, yep. you know, if you go one degree off course, you can end up a mile away from where you want to be in a very short amount of time, right? So the more you know that you're you created a sound plan, you have a good path. It makes a lot more sense to stay on that path. And I'm glad you brought that up. You know, it's really should be the next discussion point we have here. You know, after you work so hard to build that strategy, don't allow yourself to become easily scared away from it. Right. I mean, the real importance and power of a financial strategy, a good one, is evident when times are tough. Uh, not when you're enjoying economic smooth sailing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So uh, just uh, take a moment and, and remind us of all the steps we've talked about so far in today's show. 
Oh, you haven't been listening because normally you do a great job of that. So no, I want uh, you to no, I'm just today. teasing. I'm just teasing. Uh, so, yeah. So let's see. Um, some of the ways we can shore up our finances during these times. Reducing debt. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's the part I fell asleep during. Reducing debt. See, I knew I'd <laughs> missed something. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. And then, you know, when we you and I sit down again, Tony, but uh, <laughs> Uh, monitoring expenses, tighten your budget, sharpen that pencil and really get your budget good and tight through these times. Uh, continuously building an ample emergency fund, building your professional network, maybe taking a part-time job, diversifying your portfolio and keep up with some of the news and trends, not just today's news, but the trends and stick with the financial strategy you built for yourself. Yeah. And, and this really has been a good discussion. I mean, we've been talking about all these ways to build that financial strategy uh, what do you have for us next? What do we have for you next, Tony? Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about for the rest of today's show, maybe it's a good idea to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, focus entirely on retirement in today's economy. Oh, so, that's good. So, yeah, there was a, you know, all these things are working towards a retirement. So let's finish with this here. A recent article from Motley Fool, retirement concerns are booming because of COVID-19. It does a nice job of detailing how people who are retired or even nearing retirement may be able to ease some of their worries in our current economy. All right. So what do you have for us on this one? The first thing people who may be concerned about retirement should do is assess their retirement portfolio. As you probably guess, the closer you get to retirement, the more important it becomes to make sure that those investments are really going to be able to give you the income you need, not just to retire, but to stay retired in the way you define it, right? As, as dignified as possible. And can, so is your portfolio going to be able to handle the market swings like we've been seeing recently? Right. And you always say uh, when you're close to retirement or when you're getting closer to retirement, what age range are you talking about here? So uh, that's a great question. There's, you know, early, uh, early sixties, even late fifties, it may be time to take really good look at this. You know, if you're really close to retirement, say within a year or two, you may want to consider keeping, uh, really keeping a chunk of what you're going to turn that retirement money into, into cash in a slightly bigger emergency fund than we were talking about in your, in your working years. I, uh, up to one year, up to two years because, you know, like I said, you look at trends, the average bear market peak to trough is about 15 months. So if you had two years of cash or cash equivalents on hands early in retirement, that might be, that should be enough to weather an early retirement storm like we're seeing right now. Remember though, if you're further away from retirement and your 401k, your IRA contains higher risk investments, you may not need to change your allocation at all because you likely have plenty of time to ride out future upswings and downswings. And perhaps if you've done the right amount of planning and you're even near retirement, you might not have to mess with it at all. But if you haven't done enough, or late 50s, early 60s is a really good time to get going at that. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's uh, an interesting point. And I think so much of setting ourselves up for the kind of retirement we've always wanted is getting the timing right. Certainly working with somebody like yourself is helpful when it comes to getting that timing just right. Uh, so what's next? Uh, well, I just want to say this. When we're talking about timing, we're talking more about life stage and when you start this process. 
not pretending to time the market or any, uh, you know, any kind of hoodoo like that. We're talking about the time of where you are in that process and the things you need to be doing at that. So I don't want anybody confused that all of a sudden thinking that we're like, oh, we got this great timing strategy. Yeah, we do. But it's 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 as a picture of your life, not about the picture of the market tomorrow. Uh, but next, uh, I think it's important for people to not get too obsessive about checking their portfolios. I admit it may seem a little counterintuitive, but there's a lot of white papers. There's a lot of stuff in the in you know financial planning journals and that the more you do that, the less likely you are to see higher returns over time. The reality is the stock market can have a strong week followed by a poor week and vice versa. And if you, if you want any more evidence of it, look at the last four to six weeks in the, in the markets, right? These ebbs and flows are why it may not be wise to check your balance every day. If it's possible, check your balances, uh, any, any, maybe once a month, once a quarter, checking it daily, uh, you have way more likely to, you're way more likely to sell an investment when it's down. So you're locking in permanent loss. You know, maybe you waited a little bit, the market might recover enough to make a sale on why. So best course to action, don't constantly check your portfolio. And unless your plan changes, you probably don't need to change your portfolio. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I think that's a good point. Fair enough. But do you have an opinion on how often somebody should be checking that portfolio? Well, yeah. So, you know, like I said, if you it, don't do it daily, if you <laughs> keep yourself from doing that, you drive yourself nuts. Um, at best, if you need to check it monthly, you probably don't need to. In my opinion, checking it quarterly uh, is more than enough. And if you're working with a, again, if you're working with a trusted financial professional, if you put together a good plan, if they've explained that plan to you, what's in it, why it works the way it does and what you should be able to expect from it, you might not need to check it at all. You know, I know, I know no matter how well we educate some of our clients, they're still checking their portfolios a lot. It's just in their nature and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also know that there's a lot of people that the longer they work with us, the less they worry about it. Yeah. And I can say the same for a lot of people who work with a trusted professional. They know that, you know, we've seen this movie. We know how it ends. Yeah, true. And this has been a, another illuminating episode, but unfortunately we've run out of time. Matt, is there anything else you want to add for the listeners before we go? Besides for the fact that I just, uh, glanced i something caught my eye out of the window when a bald eagle was flying right through right over Whoa. the window right right over That's the sky very it's very cool <laughs> right here which i thought was awesome uh yeah if i'm gonna add anything um work with a work with a trusted financial professional if you don't have one right now and you're trying to figure out what to do reach out to someone. You can reach out to us via, you know, the phone number 800-339-9252. You can come through the website. And if you, if we're not your cup of tea, find someone, help them get you through this. This is, it seems unprecedented. I've, I talked about this when this all started. Everybody talks about in these times of uncertainty, that's all we've ever had is times of uncertainty. So what do you do? You plan as much of that out of your life as possible so that when these things happen, you don't have to go through what a majority of everyone else is. So if you need help with that, give us a call, go online. There's no cost. There's no obligation. That initial consultation is complimentary. And if somebody else has that deal for you, talk to them if they, if they can help make you comfortable. If not, give us a call. 
look us up online and you don't have to get through this everything that's going out there right now you don't have to go through this alone find someone you can trust find someone you can work with reduce that anxiety get some better sleep and keep your eyes on that future while keeping that life you want today all right Thank you so much, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.